here we are. Welcome to Forging the Path. Uh, today, I'm really excited. My buddy Russ is here. Hey, Russ. Hey, Adam. Uh, I want you guys to know, uh, I just, I want to express that uh, Russ, although I've only known you now for, what has it been, like three or four months? Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not that <laughs> Feels long. Feels like years, yeah, though. Yeah, it does, it does. As, as cliche as that is, right? I know, but yeah. here's the thing. Friends, listen to this. Russ, um, Russ has a heart for uh, masculinity in, um, in a really beautiful, sacred way, according to Scripture. Um, eyes fixed on Jesus. He has a heart for fatherhood, and he has a heart for prayer. And one of the things that was wildly impressive to me um, when I had known Russ all of two minutes was that he was putting together this, this prayer group uh, for men uh, to get up early, 6 a.m., on a Zoom call and pray for each other's children, specifically to pray for each other's families. And we did that for a solid month. And it was only going to be a month at first, but now, guess what? Um, we're doing it every day still uh, a few months later. And it's been one of those things in my life recently that has lit a fire under me to, uh, to love Jesus more passionately, to serve my family more wholeheartedly, and to just be present with my kids. And so, Russ, I love you for that, and um, I appreciate you for that. It's been an honor just to get to know you and the other guys in our group get to know each other's hearts as we cry out to the Lord together um, and call down blessings for our family. Um, so yeah, man, do you want to expound a little bit on that? Maybe take a minute or two, because this is just something that's so beautiful in so many of our lives lately, this, this prayer group that you put together. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for not preparing me to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, I, th I think that there's very few times in my life where I could definitively say that God told me something or that God put something specifically in my mind. It's like, it's like inception where, mm -hmm. um, you're like, I didn't think of that. I didn't come up with those details. <laughs> I didn't, uh, this wasn't for me. I don't do mornings. That's not my jam. Um, but I, I was so struck with just this conviction that part of our job as, as husbands and as dads, as men in a community, um, is to, is to try to re-embrace um, kind of a spirit of of a warrior that that I think we've really lost a lot of um, just as culture has moved away from um, actually men doing battle on a regular basis as part of as part of life. Um, I guess certainly in in our in our country, um, but that was our job. It was a protector and it was a provider and it was. Um, it was, it was the one who would stand at the gate of the village, who would stand at the gate of the home that would um, ward off enemy attack, that would make sure that the people who are under his charge and his responsibility can sleep, right? For sure. And, and translating that into a, a modern, taking a modern twist on that, uh, where we don't, we're, not, we're not faced with physical battle in our, in our country and in our culture in, in the same way often. Uh, but more importantly than that, we have we have this spiritual war that we're in, right? We're having um, we're, we're having, I think, a to contend with a, a gross, um, 
underestimation of the of the spiritual battle that we're in, especially when our lives are pretty comfortable, especially when our lives are pretty safe uh, and things are going all, all right. Uh, we don't. It's easy to forget the battle that we're in. Mm. Um, so a conviction to to really remember that we're in a fight and remember that there's a there's an enemy that's it says in scripture that the enemy is prowling like a lion and trying to take take a metaphor of if if i knew there was a physical lion outside my house what what action would i be taking Um, i wouldn't it wouldn't be passive and it wouldn't be lazy it would be very intentional it would be very direct if i was told that there was a thief breaking into my home to steal what's treasured by me what would i be passive would i be lazy um, so really embracing, uh, kind of that call that we have as men to, to do battle, um, in the spiritual. So that was kind of the, um, these are the predecessor thoughts to kind of this conviction to men, let, let's, let's do that battle together. Um, one of, one of the themes that I know is, is dear to to uh, to the con- to the theme of, of this of this podcast is is to not be isolated and to not be alone and to to not be um, vulnerable in that sense and going on the assumption that that men in their church and and my, and my friends are, are are praying for their families that that's kind of a I guess a given but it's like are we doing that together together are we doing that intentionally are we doing that for mm-hmm. um, for this, for this purpose of of covering them in prayer, covering them uh, with the protection of the Holy Spirit, and praying specific prayers of deliverance from sin, salvation, and uh, and protection over them. So that's kind of the Reader's Digest, and it's been like like you said, it, it's been a, a true honor to to get close with you and and with the other guys who who have been a part of this, and it's just been um, such an encouragement to to my heart to. Man, to hear to hear to hear the, the the names of my kids on other guys' lips, and lifting them up has just been an unexpected joy and an unexpected an honor and and, uh, and just really a just really a, a unique way that that God has spoken to me that maybe I didn't maybe I I didn't know what I was missing prior. Yeah, yeah. Well, well speaking of, why don't you share a little bit with us? Um, how long have you and your wife been married? How many kids do you have? And, and approximate ages. And yeah. Like just to give our listeners an idea. Yeah, I even know their specific ages. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly enough. Um, yeah, I've been married to to my high school girlfriend. Uh, we've been married for, for 21 years. Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, so that's been that's been a lifetime already, which is which is amazing. We have uh, three awesome kids. We have a uh, almost 15 year old daughter. And then two boys who are ten and twelve, so definitely in the in the thick of the the preteen slash teen teen years, and um, it's uh, it's full of joys and heartache and challenges and times of rejoicing and and all of the above. So oh, yeah. as as I know that you know well, I'm right there with you, bro. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a it's a it's a privilege, but it's a it's a responsibility too, mm, for yeah. sure. And sometimes you feel the weight of the responsibility. And other times you feel the inexpressible joy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and often both at the same time. Ooh, yeah. Those are the best. <laughs> truly, truly. That's, that's for real. Yeah. Um, Russ is also the guy who, uh, you know, helped design the, uh, the logo for this podcast. <laughs> so man of many talents. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. 
Russ, I'm just so glad. I'm super pumped to dive into some of this stuff with you. And I'm sure, you know, we'll have many episodes where you and me and, and several guys from our church chat. But let's kick this thing off yeah. with a focus on fatherhood mm. for this episode. Um, the question I want to start off with, and I know you've got some, you've got some thoughtful answers here. I'm really, you prepared, man. I love this. Why is fatherhood so important? Mm. Yeah, so the the job of fatherhood, I think, as as something that's ordained by God, that's um, like we talked about right before right before we started um, recording was the the command to be fruitful and multiply. That right there mm-hmm. is 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 a command and a an instruction into parenthood, and. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that wasn't in my notes, but thinking the how early on in in scripture does that command to be a parent right come in um, tells us tells us a lot about I think the importance of it um, practically speaking, and this is <laughs> Jordan Peterson put it this way he said the most detrimental predictor of poor long term outcome for children is fatherlessness. And if, if we're going to take even the, the spiritual and, and kind of the, the, the appointing from God aspect off the table for a second, just looking at the statistics, um, to have something so detrimental to our culture, to have something that's just at the, at the root of so many, so many problems. Um, I've, got this, I've got this great book that a, a, good, a good brother of mine um, got for me called The Intentional Father. It's by John Tyson. The Intentional Father by John Tyson. Yes, that's right. Um, and it's, uh, it's a book that I've been, I've been picking my way through. Um, but he's got these uh, statistics from uh, Barna Research. Um, children without fathers are four times more likely to live in poverty. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to suffer emotional and behavioral problems. They have a higher levels of d- aggression and bad behavior like that than children who are born into married homes. They have two times the risk of infant mortality. They're more likely to go to prison. This is crazy. Only one in five prison inmates grew up with the father present. Whoa. They're twice as likely to be involved in early sexual activity. Um, that's a pretty grim forecast. When you say, why are fathers important? Why is fatherhood is important? I mean, just... Just looking at the stats and just looking at the those issues alone, um, man, that's not a that's not a job that we can ignore. That's not a job that we can walk away from. That's not a job that we can trivialize. And um, even the the debate of the debate of is fatherhood important? Why is it important? I mean, that's a the the statistics alone just bear out um, how how vital that is. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that. Jesus would instruct us to call God Father. Mm. Like you could look at that in a couple of different ways. Like the cynic in me says that well, that's a horrible marketing campaign, <laughs> right? That's yeah. like, Lord, what were you thinking? Because yeah. I look at culture and I see so many of our woundedness yeah. and 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 brokenness comes from Father. That yeah. just that word yeah. it conjures up so much pain for right. some people. 
And and Jesus says, "Abba, yeah. Father, yeah. this is who He is. This is what He's like." Yeah. That'd be like that'd be like <laughs> Him asking us to call Him President, where you'd <laughs> right. be like, "Really, really, President? That one's a really hard one to yeah. to say sometimes." Yeah. So you could look mm. at it that way, yeah. or you could look at it like, "Whoa, there must be something incredible that Jesus wants to redeem mm. in a fallen world, yeah. knowing that that might be." You could maybe, just from the stats you read, make a case that in all of human history, that word has caused more pain than almost any other. Mm. And Jesus comes onto the scene, you know, enter, stage left, and he yeah. says, when you pray, say, our Father. Father. Yeah. And when he prays, he says, Father. Abba, Father. Yeah. And pray like me. Be like me. And, and maybe, just maybe, he's redeeming something that needs more redemption than almost any other word mm. in, in all of human language. Yeah. You, you could, you could look at it from two different angles. Sure. So I get it. Cause I have plenty of atheist cynical friends in my life that have told me verbatim what I just said, like, yeah. that's a horrible, what a horrible word to use for God. My dad sucked. You yeah. want, yeah. you want to talk to me about God being my father? Right. Psh, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. I hear that. I, I do. I want to be compassionate, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh, but he's a redeemer. Mm. Like everything he touches, he redeems and restores and beautifies. Maybe, just maybe, there's a point to him wanting to touch something that is so deeply broken in mm. almost every human society ever. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm drawn to this concept of fatherhood uh, at an earthly level, but also knowing like, but, but God is our father yeah. too. It's interesting to me. Like maybe he knew that this would become such a just broken maybe. thing, right? Yeah, just yeah. maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but, um, and way to quote Peterson too, man. I'm, I'm loving that as well. Um, so let's, let's it's go. With, it's, with, it's with the utmost humility that I'm. <laughs> I, and I won't make you do it now, but you have a fantastic Jordan Peterson impersonation. That's, that's, too. That, that's, that's gotta, that's gotta be for a few, a few down the road. Okay, you gotta we'll get, you gotta get me time. loosened up. Yeah, first. I got it. Got it. That's, that's better done, you know, around a campfire with a, with a drink and a cigar anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. What are the challenges of fatherhood right now, Russ? Mm. We're facing a lot of them. What, what comes to mind for you? The first word that came to my mind as far as a challenge of fatherhood was passivity. Mm. Um, and I, I'm as much of a critique of myself in this as I am of, of anybody else. Um, and, and task paralysis. Uh, the, the, and not, not talking about work tasks necessarily, but the task, the task at hand, the task of raising up the next generation, the task of Proverbs 22, 6, training up a child the way he should go. What? That, like... If I'm honest, sometimes that's a that's a question that I would ask God and be like, "You, you tasked me with what <laughs> to train up a child in the way that they should go?" <laughs> that's a high call. Do you do you, do you know who I am? Do you know how yeah. do you know how messed up I can make this? Right? Do you do you know the limits of how bad I can I can, I can fail? Um, and, and the answer is yes. He 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 did, and and he does, and he and he gave it to me anyways. Yeah. Um, but the. The tendency for myself, uh, the tendency for people, but but guys to fall into passivity, to fall into yep. um, the the paralysis that comes with a job that just seems too big, or a job that we don't know how to do. Um, 
I, I try to imagine myself being tasked with um, going and pouring the footings of a commercial building. Okay, I, I know a little bit about how concrete works and I know how to, to run a transit and make sure, that, but I'm like, the entire building is going to sit on what I'm going to do or, or not do. I'm not trained for that. I don't, I don't have that knowledge. I don't have yeah. the skill. I don't have the confidence. That would be a task paralysis moment. I, I would sit there and I would say that, whoa, you got the wrong guy. I'm not, I'm not equipped for this. And I think that that's something that, that guys feel about, about parenthood. And um, yeah, maybe, and maybe in a different way that, that, that women do um, just because the, how, how God, how God created us is, is different. We don't have, we don't have some of those uh, naturally, uh, naturally inclined parent um, kind of inclinations that, that our wives possess. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I know it's controversial, but we'll say it again on this podcast. Men and women are different. No. No, they are. No, it's true. Adam. I'm going to stand by that. <laughs> I I love. Okay. So you're right. And, I, and I'm, we're going to talk about this later um, and maybe even in the next episode that you do with us. But in and of ourselves, it is, it's an impossible task. Impossible. It, yeah. So don't, don't even try yeah. in yourself. Yeah. Don't even try and do it in your own strength. And so I, I think on the one hand, we do see um, maybe not as much in this generation, but may, maybe in previous generations, we saw people trying to do fatherhood and parenthood and a whole bunch of other stuff in their own strength. Sure. You know, just this can-do attitude. Sure. I got it. Sure. Well, guess what? It it didn't always work out so good. Right. And we saw maybe some uh, exertion of, of strength and energy go sideways mm. um, because guys were trying to do things in another yeah. own strength. Yeah, I think the huge key to all of this is that the Lord knows we can't do this on our own. Mm. And so he wants us to stay so connected to him, especially especially in the area of fatherhood. I, this applies to everything as a Christian. Apart from me, you can do nothing, Jesus said. Yeah. I mean, that's, yep. that's wild. Yeah. But how much more so the responsibility of raising the next generation. Mm. Don't even try it. And not just raising time. them, raising them in the way they should go. Amen. So raising, I mean, ra- if raising them isn't hard enough, right? <laughs> if, yeah. if that's not a big enough job right. to raise them in the way they should go. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and we'll we'll expound on that more um, later on. But yeah, please continue. That so so we're facing some challenges. You, you mentioned passivity, um, task paralysis. Is there anything else that comes to your mind that that we're facing here um, as fathers? Yeah, I think a really uh, a really unpopular topic that we don't like to um, shine light on in ourselves is uh, misplaced priority. Mm. Um, that could be our our work life balance, uh, financial pursuits, uh, personal interests, uh, tasks that, tasks that are just kind of frivolous and, uh, and, and having the, having the courage to actually, I think, do an, do an audit on our lives and saying that, am I, am I allocating my most important resource, which is my time, right? The money is, money can be made, uh, other resources can be replenished. It's like time. We have we have X amount of hours in our life. Um, am I am I properly allocating that time um, to be consistent with what I would say on paper is my greatest priority? Mm-hmm. Um, children, especially when especially when they're young, children don't care what's in your bank account. 
They want dad. They want dad to be home. Amen. They don't care what kind of car you drive. They want dad. They want your time. They want your heart. Um, as they get as they get older and and they start to like the shiny things in life, those those things may change. But um, as a, as a general rule, it's uh, it's that idea of I, I I have to build my business. I have to build my bank account, my nest egg, um, under the guise oftentimes of of being a provider, right? Which is right. a which is a god god given responsibility, and it's a great thing. Yep. Um, so, but, but like so many things, the enemy loves to get in there with a truth and just get it a click off. Right. That's right. Um, it's not the, uh, it's not, it's not the big obvious sins that that I feel like get the, get his attention. It's, sure. it, it's, it's those things that man at a flyby glance, that's a good thing. Being a provider, that's a good thing. Being a protector, that's a good thing. And that, and that's going to be a, a segue into um, talking about like masculinity and toxic masculinity and biblical masculinity. But these things that God's given us that the enemy has gotten into and just counterfeited them just enough where they fly under our radar. Mm-hmm. And our priorities and how we prioritize life, specifically I think our work and our finances, um, is a huge challenge in fatherhood. Yeah. Because we um, we would look at it, we would look at those things and say, "I'm working hard to be a good dad. I'm working hard to, to provide for my kids, to give them the things they need. I'm I'm putting in the long hours. I'm I'm missing the extracurriculars. I'm doing these things because I'm providing." And it's like, "Yeah, um, that's true." And I'm not arguing with that. But but being willing to to do an to do an inventory inventory audit on our time. Mm-hmm. Um, and be like, does this stack up to, to the priorities that 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 God's asked me to, to exhibit in my household? Um, that's hard. Yeah, that's hard work. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and I want to share just two two quick thoughts. One of them is a story. I remember I have a I have an awesome dad. I'm I'm really blessed by that. And um, my dad tells this story. He grew up in the '80s with all these. Um, self-help mm, like let's yeah. hey how to become a millionaire sure. eight easy yeah. steps you know, yeah. those types of things and he was a salesman at his company before he he kind of went and, and did some carpentry contracting later on but he's reading all these books and me and my brother are playing on the living room floor in front of him and he's it's whatever seven eight o'clock at night before bedtime and uh and he's a little frustrated because he wants to be further along financially than sure. where he was at this time mm. and uh at one point, he just said, Adam, at one point, I put the book down on the coffee table and I decided, you know what? If, if I can be financially well off, that's great. But I got these two young boys playing on the floor in front of me, yeah. vying for my attention. And yeah. I'm, I got my nose in a book trying to like become a millionaire. Yeah. He's like, hey, God, if you want to help me be a millionaire someday, great. But in the meantime, I'm just going to try and be the best dad I can possibly be. And he started wrestling with us. I don't remember this. This is something he told me Mm. in one of our, you know, fire therapy sessions uh, around a fire pit, (laughs) smoking (laughs) a good cigar. Those are the best, aren't they? Oh, fire therapy is awesome. There's something something about sitting around a fire that... It just it just brings out it that does. authenticity, right? It does. It does. It's so I uh, maybe I'm it's so the, maybe it's the dim light and and the the no eye contact. <laughs> I think, yeah, well, for thousands of years, men have been staring at it's primal flames. It's primal, man. <laughs> it was the original. That's right. Television, you know, and just yeah. watch those flames dance. So I'm grateful. That's a story I treasure, and um and I know that what my dad did in that moment will have ripple effects through generations. Yeah. 
Second thing I'll share is the word provider, and, and we talk about this in other episodes, friends, the word provider is not just financial. Mm, yeah. Yes. Hey, fathers, husbands, you do need to be a provider. Yeah. If you're only thinking of your bank account or your income, that is one dimensional. Yeah. I believe that when the scriptures talks about men being a provider, it's spiritual provision. It's emotional provision. It's being physically present with yeah. people and pouring into them. Uh, it's it's prayerful provision. And yeah, of course, uh, Russ and I are big fans of hey, work hard. You know, go 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 to your job and do the best you possibly can and and make good money. That's awesome. But it is not the be all end all when we talk about being a provider. Yeah. And sometimes, good is the enemy of the best. Yeah. And so mm. uh, we, we would just leave you with that thought. Um, any of you hardworking dads out there, we are not saying, hey, don't be hardworking. No. What we are saying is sometimes <laughs> being a provider means, you know, shutting off the work phone and the work computer and getting out of the office so that you can have dinner with your family yeah. and help the kids with their bedtime routine and pray over them and then sit down with your wife and say, hey, honey, how was your day? Can I help with the dishes? Can I help with the laundry? I'm here for you. You're providing when you do those things yeah. just as much as when you're at the office trying to make that next sale or whatever. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I think, um, just one last thought on that. Um, a challenge that I've, I've felt tasked with, um, is to, um, I'm jumping around a little, but the, how often you hear this phrase in some, some formation of this phrase and dad loved us but he wasn't around, mm-hmm. but he wasn't around like those four words. So yeah, work hard, do your job, provide, provide for the needs of your family. But could we make it a goal that let's not raise a generation of kids who says, but he wasn't around. Uh, Cause did we really provide for them in the way that mattered? Wow. If, if their words are, but he wasn't around. No, that's, yeah, it's a great thought. It's a great challenge, even to me, because sometimes I am physically there. But guess what? Uh, oh, I got to yeah. check. The, I got to yeah. check this email. Yeah, which are which is almost uh. which is almost worse, right? Right. right. Yeah, because it's 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 like man, if I'm gone, like let me be gone. Don't let let me. I don't want I don't want to be giving you the scraps while I'm home. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. That's that's so that's really good stuff. There's plenty of more challenges we could talk about, and we will get into in other mm. episodes. But let's, let's finish this, this particular episode on this thought, this question. How might fatherhood be under attack today, Russ? Mm, I mean, we're seeing yeah, it everywhere, but yeah. what, what things come to mind for you? Yeah, I laughed, I laughed at the, the wording of that question, at the word might. I'm like, might? <laughs> how might it be under attack? <laughs> how is yeah. fatherhood? How is it absolutely, definitely? definitely? Yeah. 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 Um, so a couple thoughts that, that I had on this was, one was a spiritual assault on, on three things. Men's identity their value and their purpose. Um, this goes back to uh, how, you, how you started the, uh, the podcast and I think is part of, part of your introduction, which is a, another Jordan Peterson paraphrase, but it's that idea that one of the big problems or the big problem in men today is they don't know who they are and they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and those three, those three attacks on our identity our value and our purpose just really hit on that. We don't know who we are and we don't know what we're supposed to be doing. Right. And if we're Jesus followers and if the enemy can't have our souls, 
he is more than happy to just render us useless. And he doesn't, he doesn't need our souls. He doesn't need to add to his list of, <laughs> of people who he's led astray. If he can re- render us uh, impotent in our homes and in our churches and in our communities, yeah. he's, he's great with that. Um, there's a cultural assault on fatherhood, uh, which, is, which is just so strange to me. Um, I came across a video that referenced uh, three three articles in prominent prominent news platforms. Uh, the first one was in the Atlantic, and it was titled "Our Fathers Necessary." Paternal contribution may not be as necessary as we think. Wow. New York Times published, "What are fathers for?" And one of their editors opened up that dialogue with, "I'm not sure a child needs a father." And oh, and Huff, and Huff, Huffington Post. Fathers are not needed, just plain and simple. Um, wow. And for just about all of human history, uh, I mean, these questions would just be absurd, right? Um, our, our dad's our dad's important. Our, our, our father's necessary is is having a male as part of the family, as as the leader of the family. Is that is that vital? I mean, it would be it would be a ridiculous question. Um, and I've got I've got this line bolded on my notes because it was it was so good. Uh, the commentator on this video said, "These questions would be regarded as ridiculous, but our culture embraces the ridiculous and ignores the obvious." And uh-huh. I'm like, man, if there isn't a better um, paraphrasing of just where we're at in the world right now, uh, embracing the ridiculous, ignoring the obvious. Yeah, yeah. Can, let me let me say that again. So. <laughs> This is a great quote that you just said. For most of history, these questions, the the titles of, you know, what the Atlantic, New York Times, and Huffington Post says, yeah. these questions would be regarded as ridiculous. Are fathers necessary? What are fathers for? Fathers are not needed. That would be ridiculous. But in our culture today, we're embracing the ridiculous and ignoring the obvious. That's an entire podcast on it. That's a series on its own. <laughs> <laughs> embracing the ridiculous, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Holy smokes. So, um, so th- let's talk a little bit then about toxic masculinity. Mm. Why not? Yeah. Does it exist? Um, yeah, I think definitions matter. I think, uh, I think that's, I, th- I think, does it exist in, I think the, the way that it's being perpetuated right now? I, th- I think it's being perpetuated falsely. There we go. Um, so let's define our terms. Yeah. Yeah. Does it exist as it's defined in pop culture largely right now? Um, so what I would say is that definition is is that anything that is inherently masculine is negative. Yeah. That uh, that strengths that are inherently masculine are one not only not not inherently masculine and two if they if they are it, that's something to be. That's something to be fought against and subdued. That um, shunned. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, toxic masculinity, on a very literal sense of the word, would would imply that things that are masculine, things that have been done in the name of masculinity, mm-hmm. have led to negative outcomes. Which a hundred percent yes, hundred percent yes. Um, there has been great atrocities to women, to um, cultures to uh, civilizations by the by the overindulgence of 
the traits that God's given us, right? right? Like we talked about before, where the enemy's expertise is getting into the things that God God has called good and making them and making them evil. Yeah, right? I was talking about Luke with this too yeah. um, on a different episode. Like, what? Who who commits the vast majority of violent crimes? Oh, men. Men. Who starts? The vast majority of wars throughout men. history. Yeah, men, men. Yeah. Right, okay, so we, we get it. But you, you, much like you don't make a scalpel safe by making it dull, mm. you make a scalpel safe by putting, putting it, in it in the hands, hands of yeah. a skilled surgeon. Yeah. So masculinity doesn't need to be shunned and, and done away with altogether. It needs to be redeemed. Right. With, we would argue, with the word. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, hey, if you're listening to this and you don't know Jesus, that's okay. We welcome. You're still, you're going to glean a lot from these conversations, but we're going to reiterate again and again and again. Our only hope is Jesus. Yeah. He, he is our trailblazer for yeah. forging this path. Yeah. Amen. And he gives us a beautiful picture of what it means to be truly a child of God. In a, in a masculine sense. Look at the way he treats women. Look at the way he treats children. Look at the way he has a band of brothers. Um, and on and on and on. So uh, that's just a, a small little bunny trail I wanted to throw out there. But back to toxic masculinity. I, I'm glad that, Russ, you're striving to define the term better. And what we're seeing in culture right now about what is toxic masculinity? We would say that we, we have a, a ton of pushback against that, wouldn't we? You and I like, no, look, like men being men, that's not bad for society. Yeah. So, so I mean, men being men is borderline hate speech, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where we're at. What is a man? Yeah. What is a woman? Right. Um, so what I... And so, so another term is, is appropriation, right? So that's the that that that's a that that's a, a that's a hot term. Is whether it's cultural or gender or uh, experiential appropri- appropriation, right? So so taking on something that's so taking on something that's not yours and and applying it to yourself, right? right. Um, the the idea of misappropriating masculinity and misappropriating toxic masculinity, where you're taking um, leadership, strength, resolve, grit, determination, uh, the roles of a protector, provider, being the pastor of our home, these things that you look in the scripture, it's like God has given us uniquely and intentionally those, those things, right? That's right. Um, but those have been misappropriated where those have been turned into things that have been uh, weaponized uh, by men to, to subdue because, because guess what? Sin, sin gets in everything, right? Yeah. Uh, sin gets into our leadership, our strength, our resolve, our grit, our de- determination, all of these things. And when when these things now become done outside of the guise of the gift of God, then they become problems. And so, so I think the question is like, how do we, how do we as men in 2023 going on 24, how do we, what's our balance between like, okay, yeah, we we have to own the um the problems that 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 are are inherent with uh with 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 having a sinful heart and and trying to trying to act out these things and historically have been done poorly right uh still are being done poorly but is is the is the is the answer to have the pendulum swing so far to the other side that uh that we're we're where we're at today Mm -hmm. um so you have 
you have these kind of two interesting camps. You have this this camp where men are afraid to be men. Yep. Men are afraid to embrace the things that that, that God says are uniquely um, ours to our burdens to to bear and to do to bear responsibly. Right. That's right. Um, so we're afraid we're afraid to, of that. We reject that. Or there's the what I would say is the smaller camp, which which exists now is it's on the other extreme where you have the the trending of terms of alpha male and sigma male now as these desirable things. And the sigma sigma male is the one that gets me where because that's the that that goes from alpha, which is the the head of the pack, right? And sigma now is the lone wolf. And we talk about that <laughs> yeah, right yeah, before yeah. where I'm like, dude, have you ever? watched a, a BBC nature documentary. It's like the lone wolf is the one that starves, right? The lone wolf is the one that freezes. The lone wolf always dies. Yeah. Um, there's nothing noble about, about being the lone wolf, right? Yeah. So like so many things in culture, we have these extremes and completely, completely bypassing the, the truth, which, which, with, which hangs out in the middle right. when we're rooted in Christ. Right. Yeah. And to just say a quick word on, on, on the alpha male, um, uh, honestly, I, I don't have much of a problem with that term. I, I, I think, you know, a lot of men need to step up and lead yeah. assertively, not necessarily aggressively. Yeah. So there is this this way of defining alpha male that I would disagree with. Sure. Like, you don't have to be uh, shirtless in the woods somewhere with war paint and a right. bow and arrow right. every weekend yeah. in order to be a man. Yeah, just, in, once in a, to... just once a month, <laughs> right? I, well, now here's the flip side of that. At the same time, some of us men would benefit from a weekend like yeah. that. No, I mean, uh, like there's, yeah. there's something beautiful about mm -hmm. that, but I would just say it's not a prerequisite for being who God created you to be. Yeah. Like, oh, I have to be tough, rugged, and aggressive, right. and, and out in nature, roughing it in order to really... No, 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 you, you, you don't. That's not what we're talking about when it means to be a protector and a provider. Yeah. Although, yeah. <laughs> only halfway joking, weekends like that are actually really fun and, and maybe beneficial for right. some of us. Yeah. But my goodness, you know, be... Be a gentleman, uh, you know, be, be sensitive, uh, you know, hold the door open for people, you, you know, use your strength in a sacrificial way, uh, you know, wrestle with your kids on the living room floor, mm. you know, read bedtime stories in goofy voices. Like th yeah. there's, there's something, you know, have a high emotional quotient yeah. as a man. Mm. There's something yeah. beautiful about those things um, and necessary about those things too. So I, I think we probably need to take a break here and, because we've addressed some problems, haven't we, Russ? We've we've talked about oh the problem, wow. yeah, yeah. We, we've talked. There, there's some things wonky right now. Just a with couple masculinity Just in a our culture, yeah, and specifically how that affects fatherhood. So, what do we do about it, Adam? That's what we'll talk about in this next episode. Oh, I can't wait. That's and and you have some notes, and I'm super happy to 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 go into that. So, we'll end here um, without much of the well. What's the solution? Except that we've already told you, hey, it's in the Word of God. It's, it's in the person of Jesus. Let's fix our eyes on him and move forward with confidence in who he is. Um, and that will change us as fathers and also as husbands and brothers and workers and everything. And so we'll dive more into the practical how-tos of that in the next episode. But for now, thank you, Russ, and thank you all for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.